All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be chatting with an individual who competes at BKFC 57, and that all goes down on February the 2nd. We have Alberto Blas knuckling up and towing the line against Daniel Alvarez, and great having Daniel on Bare Knuckle Radio. How's your day going so far there, man? Uh, it's going all right. It's going okay. Um, you know, obviously just training a lot. You know, the family, you know, holidays just passed, but I mean, I've been in the grind for some time now. You know, definitely looking forward to, you know, uh, Florida. Definitely looking forward to uh, perform like I want to perform. Uh, everything's going pretty good so far. Yeah, so maybe the holiday indulgences weren't as much of a thing for you. You got to have that linear focus on this fight kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I get it, man. But, I mean, just quite the BKFC career you've had even so far, just in terms of the guys you've fought, like J.R. Ridge, who fought in that inaugural BKFC flyweight title fight. And then, I mean, the whole thing with Reggie Barnett Jr., who was the Bantamweight champion at the time. I guess just overall, how would you characterize your run, at least so far, in BKFC? Because it seems like you've chosen to dive into the deep end of the pool a couple times already, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm one of the only Bantamweights who have done that. If we want to talk statistically, paper-wise, um, either I've done the same thing. I was supposed to fight Jared Grant. I have either fought number one contenders or I have fought world champs or willing to step up to fight former world champs. So, obviously, I've never ducked an opponent. Um, I'm actually very looking forward to this one. Um uh, my uh, strategy is different, of course, this one. Obviously, there's no last-minute cut. Like, there has been all my fights, you know. Um, there's uh, obviously a lot. I, obviously, getting back into the winning column. After this, I plan to, I mean, I, I want to jump into the title title shot immediately. Um, I mean, I know that California is coming to, to obviously, Bernaco. I heard a couple venues already disclosed. I mean, I can tell you right now, man, um, they do it, I mean, of course, in California, I'll get those seats packed, you know, um, I have a lot of support out here, but yeah, like, like you're saying, I I definitely, I knew that getting into bare knuckle, I was going to have to do something a little bit out of, you know, uh, motion, like unorthodox. And what I mean by that is I wanted to jump in already with some really good guys. I wanted my name to go out there, um, immediately. So yeah, like I said, um. I'm definitely looking forward to jumping back in there, jumping back in there with another top five, which she is. He's a top five, right? So it's undefeated. So that's just adding just to the resume, you know? That's what I'm, I'm most excited about. Yeah, and I mean, seems like you are aware of your opponent, at least to a certain degree. I guess I'm kind of curious to touch on this because I know some fighters will indulge in like a certain level of tape study or game planning for their opponent, and then some fighters are kind of like, uh, you know, I'm kind of focusing on my own individual efforts. I don't want to, like, get too into, like, what they're going to do because then it kind of detracts from my own game plan or approach. Like, where are you at in that kind of binary? Are you, like, a mix of both? Are you, like, yeah. Uh, So I'm I'm, I'm half and half on that. What I mean by that is um, I I look at my opponent's um, strategies, and but I also look at the possibilities of what could it be of what else it could be. You know, obviously he's a very explosive opponent. He hasn't really went far too deep in the waters um, as far as rounds go. Um, we don't really know how his cardio is. We don't. Um, it could be good. 
it could be good. Um, he hasn't fought. Yeah, he did fight Robert Adma, um, which was good. That's a buddy of mine. Um, definitely respect to Robert. Um, uh, I think that was, I mean, the game plan Robert obviously must have had at the time. You know, obviously didn't work out for him. But, I mean, I don't think he was out of the fight at all. Um, but just looking at a couple things, like at to answer your question, I do think, uh, I do look at his strategies. Will he pursue that against me? If he does, it's, it's obviously going to be, a, the, the, the outcome's going to be a lot different than what he's fought previous opponents, you know. I'm definitely going to be also elusive in there. I'm also going to be very strategic on my shots. Um, you know, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear him down. That's my that's that's my game plan. You know, I'm gonna outwork you. You know, um, and that means I'm gonna take your technique into consideration, but I'm not gonna obsess over it. It's kind of like what you said, but at the same time too, I'm just gonna be aware of what he does give to the game. He doesn't suck, um, and you know that's what I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, you're talking about it in a very methodical, measured sort of way that almost seems like it's focused on the long term nature of the bout or at least being open-minded to how it could play out because i feel like some people maybe just looking solely at your guys resumes on paper it's like just the rate of first round finishes in bkfc for you guys i feel like some people might be looking at that as what could transpire but interesting that you're i guess not looking to bank on that per se and like maybe overextend like maybe get the stoppage if it presents itself but showing that fight iq over the longer duration of the fight it sounds like yeah, the, the, the thing it comes down to is this as well, is that in bare knuckle, you have to be strategic, you have to be, your punches have to be very accurate and precise, but not only that, it does come down to grit. It does come down to grit. Um, I have fought guys and I've showed that. I, they can't knock me out. Um, you know, obviously anybody can get knocked out at any point, but I think he has the power to do that. No, I don't know. Um, I do not think he has fought any opponent like me. Um, I know a lot of fighters say that, but I really think he hasn't. Um, the grit with me is very different, especially in this camp. My mindset is very centered and focused. I feel way better than I did with Reggie. Obviously, Reggie was a horrible cut. Um, Younger called in, and I had to make weight within six days after. You know, a lot of the, the scenario with that is, too, is like a lot of people don't know, even with Reg, is that, before Reggie, I had three backed out opponents. I was, I'm a, I'm a, I fight at flyweight and I fight at bantamweight. I was willing to go up to 155, literally the week before I got called. Three up, go up three weight divisions just to have somebody fight me. Then they tell me I have to drop back to 135. Now I have to drop another 20 pounds. You know, so it, it was just a horrible weight cut, and I still fought like that. I mean, I was walking. I was so tired. I was tired before the fight even happened. I mean. It was just a very horrible experience. But now the way I'm feeling right now, I feel really good. I feel the outcome's just going to be a whole lot different. I really feel that when he gets in there with me, it's just going to be like, okay, this guy is very different from who I fought before. You know, I'm in, I'm in definitely for a run. Yeah, that must be kind of a frustrating situation for you, just like wanting to have the strength of schedule you do. And I've seen different articles where looking to, you know, fight, like, top five flyweight contenders, bantamweight contenders, etc. So, yeah, it must be kind of frustrating because you do have, like I said before, a prior victory over someone who presently is, like, a pretty, you know, top-ranked contender at, 
you know, fly weight, like right there around the top and everything like that. So yeah, that is kind of interesting with this one also being another Bantamweight fight. Like, do you ultimately, well, you said you fight in both weight categories, I guess, as like the broader goal. Do you ultimately have title aspirations for both flyweight and Bantamweight in BKFC? Yes, absolutely. I I would tell you, I like, uh, I definitely, I know, have no issues with J.R. Ridge. Um, guy's a solid guy, but I feel like if I would have went up against John Dotson, it would have been a way more competitive fight. Um, you know, uh, I, I, and I like J.R. Ridge. He's a, definitely a cool guy. He's definitely, he's, he's, a, he's definitely a respectable in the sport, too. Um, you know, but as far as that, yeah, definitely. I would love to fight John Dodson. I would love to fight for the title because, you know, when you go through this up and down weight cuts, you go through this up and down, you know, I get a fight offered to me and then they back out. Um, I'm supposed to fight at flyweight again before I fought Reggie. And then a month out, they tell me we can't get you a fight. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you have? You have a guy at 155. Can you make it? I was like, man, I don't know if I can weigh that much again. Try doing that. I mean, you do go up and down weight. First of all, it's unhealthy. Second of all, you're not going to be able to display the technique and strategies you can because your body's just so worn down. Um, you know, I was, and I feel this camp, I'm really going to be able to display some of the strategies I couldn't display with Reggie. And the, the best part about it is both Southpaw. So the, my opponent, Alberto Blas, is Southpaw, Reggie Southpaw, and that's what I love about it the most. So now I can really strategize and utilize what I can do. Yeah, and I guess just briefly touching on that Reggie fight even, like, I'm kind of wondering because, like, it felt like a lot of the, like, subsequent articles that came out about the event talked about, like, the bizarre brawl and, you know, takedowns that shouldn't have happened, etc. Like, like, what does it feel like, I guess, heading out of a fight like that? Because I think sometimes, like, reporters like myself who, like, if a fighter is, say, coming off of just, like, a straight-ahead loss, it's like that classic, like, oh, is this a redemptive fight for you but just even that kind of language about like oh kind of weird like the takedowns that shouldn't have happened kind of yeah. happened like what happened is, uh, reggie tends to have he likes to lean over people and he likes to lean over people then angle out and bam get that counter get that get that shot in well now what he did is he leaned over me so if i've been wrestling and grappling for a very long time i did mma before um if I want to take you down, I'm going to take you down at any point in time I want. Yeah. Now, what happened is he leaned over me, and I felt him lean over me. Well, two things can happen. I can either set him down, but with the adrenaline going, I, and it wasn't even typically a slam. I mean, if you look at the even Instagram comments he made, he said he played it for the crowd. And um, he leaned over me, and I already had him in the air, so I dumped him, didn't necessarily slam him. He did the same thing, a chop-chop. If anything, he hip-tossed chop-chop, if you look at their fight. Um, and I just dumped him. And then the referee automatically, obviously, because the crowd is, is obviously for Reggie, he in his home state, of course, it blew up more proportion than what it actually was. But he leaned over me with, with my explosiveness and with my adrenaline. Obviously, I dumped him. But um, that wasn't part of the plan, obviously. Um, and, you know, he kind of over, I mean, he kind of overacted on it, but it is what it is. But, to, yeah, to answer your question, uh, to coming out of the fight like that, I didn't really focus too much on that because I knew it didn't affect Reggie in no scenario. 
it didn't affect Reggie at all. Um, I broke my fingers, and if you want to say that, I broke, you know, I wrecked my fingers since the first round, and I kept fighting. If you've seen towards the end round of four, where he pointed out my injury, I was still willing to fight. So, you know, my injury is a lot worse than whatever you want to call that, a slam, dump, whatever you want to call it. And I was still willing to fight. So I don't think that, I don't really go based on that. Um, first of all, that event happened, that main event happened because of me. Um, six days out, I get a call, have to make weight, do all that shit. Um, then hand jacked up, fingers jacked up. I mean, I went out there. Of course, I would like a different result because at the end of the fourth, well, because at the fourth round, my gas tank was already up again. My adrenaline was up. I literally did not feel anything with my fingers anymore. I know it's great, but, you know, obviously it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I don't let that determine my factor, who, how well I can portray myself as a fighter. Um, I do believe in rules, but, you know, I mean, we could point out a lot of things of that fight, but obviously it's just, it comes down to one thing, and it's preparation and having the right preparation before a fight. And that's exactly what I'm doing for this fight because obviously it's not last minute, you know, so if that answers your question, preparation. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing I was kind of touching on is because, like, sometimes if, like, a more, I don't know, like, normative or definitive result happens, it's, like, that classic question of, like, oh, is this, like, a redemptive fight for you or i mean just with it kind of being like that like the language i was talking about like oh a bit of a bit of a curious fight bizarre brawl different headlines like that and i mentioned the jr ridge performance just the emphatic quick nature of the stoppage is there almost like an excitement to kind of get back to the narrative quote-unquote being about that just like the kind of performances you can get in those like jr ridge yeah i think you worded it very clear yeah, I think, the, yeah, exactly, the narrative on it um, would just be like, okay, well, Daniel's going to fight how Daniel fights. I really believe I'm going to top the performance, even the J.R. Rich fight, even that fight, I wasn't um, completely myself. There's some factors. I won't put anybody on blast or anything like that, but there are factors. I really feel this camp is going to be a lot different. I really feel that I can, um, I can really strategize. I can really focus on doing what I need to do. Obviously, I'm going to take consideration what he's going to do but i really feel like i'm going to be able to fight my fight the way i want to um you know we're what three and a half weeks out now three weeks out now i really feel like yeah that's going to play a huge factor i'm really looking forward to this and i know certain fighters can go one way or the other with this like some really get heavy into like visualizing different outcomes in the fight and then kind of within that get like a predominant visualization for how the fight may end but kind of like what we were talking about before like sometimes people don't want to do that so they can be more adaptable with how the fight may flow etc like i guess in saying that do you have a predominant visualization you have for this fight like a reoccurring idea of how this fight may end or more that adaptability open mind thing yeah yeah i do i do for one it's not going to go to the judges that for certain it will not go to the judges um uh, how I think the fight will play out or how I know the fight will play out, I'm going to outwork him. He's going to realize, like, hey, man, this guy, um, he's not succumbing to my explosiveness. He's not um, falling short to my explosiveness. I got to use more technique. Well, technique-wise, I'm going to beat you, um, especially. Um, my experience, too, you've never been out of the first round. Um, you know, I have. And I think that can play a part, too. I really, like, to answer your question, yes, I do have a feeling. I, I do see a stoppage. 
I don't see I don't see it going past the third. Um, I just don't. I feel like my precise me being precise and really getting my shots in is really gonna take a toll on his body. Um, it's gonna it's gonna definitely open him up to be like, Okay, well this guy is just not the same as these other guys. Despite the fact that I fought champs and, you know, number one contenders, you know, I but to answer your question. Man, it seems like a great card to be able to do it on just with this Luis Palomino, Austin Trout main event and really a deep card overall. So that's probably a cool facet as well, getting to showcase the skills and what seems like what could be your most comprehensive BKFC performance yet and on a huge stage. So is that something that you get fired up about as well or kind of inconsequential? Or I've been wanting, I, shoot, I, don't, I did want to fight at the Hard Rock last year. Obviously a backed out opponent again. <laughs> that was literally <laughs> a backed out opponent on, on the Hollywood card um uh and so yeah definitely to i i've been uh, wanting to get on a big card again and you know the best thing about it i think it's main card again too i'm on a main card you know i've been the main event i've been on a, the main card with jr ridge and now another main card i like that i'm not on the undercard so i think that's the best part about it definitely feel like i'm actually part of the event you know um and yeah just best way to showcase the skills and you know, I'm coming for the for the victory. Of course, I'm com- coming for the dub. That's the best part about it. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome feeling. Yeah, for sure, man. And really excited for your Alberto Bloss fight here coming up. But in wanting to be mindful of your time and schedule today, man, I'm curious if maybe there's a final parting thought you'd want to add as we're sort of wrapping things up here, Daniel. Um, you know, just. Tune in, uh, definitely tune into this card. It's gonna be a, I feel it's gonna be a lot different than what you guys have seen before. Um, it's like a, it's it's same fighter, same grip, just better strategy, better technique. It's gonna be, it's definitely gonna be a, a good performance by me, an excellent performance by me. I think it's gonna surprise a lot of people um, for who should get the title contention. You know, next. I really feel that I should be there. Yeah, for sure. A lot of implications in this fight going forward, no doubt. And yeah, to reiterate, very excited for this Alberto Bloss fight and a great stacked card with BKFC 57 overall. So thanks so much for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio, man. Looking forward to checking out that fight on February the 2nd. But until then, you have a good rest of your day, Daniel. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.